everyone, it's me, Hi, Charles. It, it's also me, and my name is Chelsea. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back. It's us, uh, Charles and Chelsea, Charles Lincoln and Chelsea Lesage. That are our, um, that's our names. <laughs> yes, of CL Squared Productions. Uh, here doing yet a, another in the uh, Cinematic Autopsy series. Here is one of our last three for this year, and then we're going to take a break after these three because I don't think we can stand to uh, listen. This is harder watch. for us um, than it is on you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is our final three, and then we'll be back with more Cinematic Autopsy next year. So uh, this, uh, this episode is um, more facts about why John Lennon was a prick. No, actually, it is uh, Battlefield Earth, uh, directed by... Uh, Roger uh, Christians, um, and uh, from a book, adapted from a book by L. Ron Hubbard. Um, and uh, Roger, Roger Christians, I should say, his big, uh, I looked him up on IMDb, and uh, his big film before this was uh, Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Oh, really? Yeah. That says a uh, lot. Uh, yeah, because he was second unit director on that. And that was his biggest credit before this, was being second unit director on, uh, you know, because that, that's certainly uh, on, on a really disliked Star Wars film. So, anyway, uh, yeah, Battlefield Earth, uh, which was kind of a passion project for John Travolta. Uh -huh. um, John Travolta, who, uh, you know, whose career, John Travolta actually wanted to do this movie since the 80s. The book came out in 1982. Somehow, John Travolta... Got his hands already, on it. <laughs> well, John Travolta was already a Scientologist by that point. Oh, really? I didn't know that he started doing that that early on. In fact, I discovered John Travolta converted to Scientology in 1975 uh, from my research. So, he already thought this book was brilliant the moment it came out in 1982. And wanted to make a movie of it. Originally, he was going to cast himself as Johnny, our protagonist... Um, which, before we get into that, I have to say, like, I don't remember his, I don't remember Johnny's name being mentioned until about 45 minutes into the film. See, I caught one, like, almost towards the end of the film. I just kept writing him as, uh, white guy with dreads. I wrote him as the protagonist. Yeah. Um, hey, that's, that's just harder for me to write. Like, it's just longer. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a certified genius. Yes. Uh, and, a, and a bona fide stud and a, a certified G. You must and... be, you must be, because you chose not to participate in this movie in any way. Yes. Well, in fairness, I was not involved in film uh, when this happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I would have been involved in this in film again had, uh, had this happened. This would have been like my one acting credit. And, and everyone, yeah. would, some two assholes 20 years later would go on about how, how awful uh, the whole film was. So. Those assholes are us. <laughs> yes, exactly. And also, Me. I just want to say that John Travolta, because I didn't get his character's name until like pretty far into it. Turl. So Turl will hear hear from this moment forward when I'm speaking about Turl, I will be calling him Danny Zuko. Okay. That's from Greece, right? Yes. Okay, I've never seen Greece. I hate the 1950s. It's a, um, it's just a classic movie, and he should yeah. have just never acted again after Greece. Uh, my my only my only knowledge of Greece is the whole uh, date rape song. Oh yes. Uh, oh yeah. Summer, Summer loving. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, that whole, did she put up a fight? And, you know, like, whoa, holy shit, dude. That's, well, that uh, got dark really fast. Yeah, even as a little kid, I remember thinking that was a little bit of a fucked up song. <laughs> you know? So, and I grew up in the fucking 80s, man, when, you know, like, when people actually argued if date rape was a real thing. And yet, well, people <laughs> still argue that, sadly. Yeah. But, you know, seriously, like, that fucking song, holy shit. So, I, you know, I've never been, a, as a person of, uh, of mixed race, I was never a big fan of the, uh, of the 1950s because I like using whatever water fountain uh, I want to use. So, uh, fuck For your, to clean your butt. <laughs> um, well, now you're, now, see, this is, that, that is, that is the arguments the segregationists used, okay? So, <laughs> it wasn't, but it is now. <laughs> yes, exactly. You so, just, anyway. We just can't afford a bidet, so the school water fountains, that's where it's at. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst part was I graduated like 10 years ago. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Uh, we open on bad CGI, uh, shot, like, PS1 level CGI shots. That's of, exactly um, the way to put it, PS1 level, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, it's weird, I can't, like, the fonts are bad, but they're my favorite color. So. You need to get that, past this, we've talked about this, okay? That kind of, that kind of weird neon green they had going on in, with the opening credits is my He literally color. has neon green bed sheets. Yes, yes, so, <laughs> you know. Um, so we cut to cave people um, near a pointy door, and uh, someone is late, there's uh, an old dude telling her, uh, you know, and there's a woman waiting for him. Um, Chrissy, Chrissy is her name. Chris Okay, yes. Yeah, see, I, I actually didn't get her name at any point. Um, She's the, I wrote her down as Percy the entire time, because I just I got Demon Hunter on the brain. And then, yeah. but, I, but then I was like, oh, it's Chrissy. I'm disappointed. <laughs> okay. Well, then we meet our protagonist, whose name is actually Johnny Goodboy. Johnny Goodboy. But, but as I said, uh, for about the first 45 minutes of the movie, no one says it. No. So I just kept writing him as protagonist. Um... And uh, we meet him, he's riding a horse and looking perpetually confused. Like, this guy really just has this expression on his face, like, oh, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> you know? Um, so then there's also, an, and I also have to say that, you know, for a movie that costs millions of dollars, I feel really bad that um, they had to use a broken tripod the whole fucking movie. There was a broken tripod? I don't know. Uh, there must be some explanation why it was on a 45 degree angle the entire fucking movie. Yeah, you're right. Um, I wonder whose idea that was. That, I actually looked it up. That was actually the director's idea. The director decided that, um, you know, that they should use Dutch angles for almost every shot of the entire fucking movie. That explains so much. I didn't notice it. Uh -huh. You know, but now it really bothers me. If I were to go back and rewatch it, which I will never do, it would bother me a lot. Yeah, no, it's this weird thing, like, you know, and you know, this the thing, is like, I've used Dutch angles and stuff, Dutch angles are a great tool that, you know, they kind of show the world is off, the world is, you know, kind of off kilter, because the mind, you know, reads it as a different thing, but you don't use it your whole fucking movie. Yeah. Like, this, that would be as if, like, the, you know what, now it just makes me want to make a, well, no, I won't make this movie, because I'm no. not a bad filmmaker, but... But it makes me want to make a, you know, it makes me want to make a movie that's all just push zooms. Every single shot. <laughs> it's all just like, 
<laughs> I'm like okay with it. <laughs> I imagine that would give people motion sickness. Um, we're doing it. So, so we have to say also that man is an endangered species, and it's the year three thousand. Yes. Yes. It's the year three thousand. Mm-hmm. And so there is oh, so there's three really consistent things on this film. There's awful wipes bet- um, between scenes, mm-hmm. uh, where it does a weird transition where it opens from the middle of the shot instead of cutting to a shot. Um, Finding out that the director was second unit on uh, Phantom Menace uh, makes a lot of sense because George Lucas loves those awful fucking uh, sort of transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, they put in random slow motion for no reason whatsoever. No reason. Like there's scenes that are just literally someone looking at stuff that will sometimes be in slow motion. And uh, it's all Dutch angles. And there's also a weird thing. Well, every now and then they will repeat a line of dialogue, but not echo it. It will just be repeated like three or four times. I didn't even notice that either. I was so, I have to tell you guys, I was so disinterested in this movie that I cannot tell you what it is about. So, maybe we'll find out together. Yeah, so, anyway, so these cave people... They, they live in uh, Beyond the Pointy Door, uh, and uh, they talk about how there are demons, and that you, um, you need to stay away from, from the big villages because there's demons there. But, well, what uh, they say, this is what, this is what they say, that God protected man, but man became selfish. So demons came from the sky. The demons came from the sky. Which makes no sense. That's what they said. I was like, the fuck? So the demons came down from the sky. So man has to spend their life uh, serving the gods so that the gods will come back and kill the demons. Yes. Now, the good thing about having all of this crazy exposition and mythology put in there is that normally that would be how you, you know, the kind of rules of a movie. But of course, this guy leaves... And then two minutes later, finds a completely different tribe that now go into a completely different mythology that they start telling him. Mm-hmm. About how the gods punish people, and all these statues and mannequins and stuff are actually punished people. Yeah, and that's so, hilarious. The fucking mannequins in the mall, though. <laughs> I, I will say that was the only part of this movie I actually thought was a fun idea. Yeah, I laughed. Because, well, I laughed. Like, I genuinely laughed, and that was the only time. Because I can, I can, I can completely buy uh, three thousand years in the future if people don't have statues, and then they come and sit and to like to a mall. I can hundred percent them buying that. Oh, these are cursed people. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly. Yeah, that you know, and I love the idea that like you know the park statues and stuff were the ones who were especially angered the gods, <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're on display. You know, that I thought was a fun idea. Yeah, um, it says, it says, um, uh, in the movie it says they go by the mannequins, right? So the statues are gods that were, like, abandoned and frozen in time because of the demons. And then the mannequins in the mall are, um, they are poor bastards who really angered the gods. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, um, at this point, uh, you know, so Johnny now meets one of the guys from Sons of Anarchy. And, uh... <laughs> We now get shot, you know, and he explains more mythology to him. Uh, mythology that he, you can clearly tell he does not believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, let's be honest, it would be really hard to ex- fucking sound believable telling this bullshit. Yeah. 
Um, so, no one believes their dialogue in this. Uh, so, then we suddenly get a, you know, they go to the mall, and uh, they suddenly get a shot uh, by a slow-motion stilt aliens who, who suddenly turned the lighting neon green. Yeah, so the it's obviously a different location. Like, when he is, so Johnny Goodboy gets, like, lasered back into some other room, and it's very obviously, not only the lighting is vastly different, but it is a different location. And, yeah, and the guns seem to push things, which is a weird thing for your gun to do. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you up, and then they just knock you over, and you're like, like a toddler falls down every, like, five minutes. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what happens. So he gets chased through the mall by the aliens, and at the end of it, he runs through about 20 glass walls. Which I was like, this fucker, like, I want that many glass walls. And somehow manages to not have a single cut from them. No. Now, this is something that seems to be a theme in a lot of movies. People running through glass without injury. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, somehow, this is the most glass we've seen any of our characters. Chuck Norris did not go through this much glass. This is just uh, an excessive amount of glass. And I don't know what they were trying to get at, but it was a they, lot. <laughs> yeah, I guess they just got a deal on sugar glass. And we're like, yeah, we'll take the whole fucking factory so he can run through it. And then we can eat um, it after. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. See, that was crafty. That was crafty. <laughs> that, oh, my God. Can you imagine that? Like, you're on set, and you're like, hold on. Where's crafty? Oh, hold on. Uh, Johnny has to run through the glass. <laughs> I can't imagine it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, crafty's open. Well, you know. Uh, I don't know if they could do that in the woods, though. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, insult to uh, director we uh, one of us has worked with. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, they take him to Denver. Um, the aliens take him to Denver, Colorado, which, oh. now, has a big, which now has a big glass dome over it, uh, that has a different atmosphere. Um, I did not they, know we were in Denver. <laughs> yeah, it's in, yeah, he's, like, uh, his tribes are in, is in the Rocky Mountains. Um, and so, as soon as they let him go, he shoots one of the aliens, he runs through a bunch of places with no rhyme or reason that don't have any internal logic to them. Um, and then he ends up meeting an eight-foot John Travolta and an eight-foot Forrest Whitaker. It took me more than half the movie to realize it was Forrest Whitaker. I'm sure Forrest Whitaker would like it that way. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, doesn't Forrest Whitaker have an Oscar or something like that? Probably! He should if he doesn't. Yeah, and here he is saying, he is saying terms like man-animal and skull-bone. <laughs> and yeah oh yeah they're called man animals yeah and and uh and and so we have some captain planet level acting here uh which is just fucking horrible um mm -hmm. and so the i the next thing we know they're hosing him down but for some reason everyone is fully dressed um while being hosed down, and then immediately he fights back, and he grabs the hose and starts spraying him, and at this point I start wondering, why don't the aliens kill this fucking guy? Yeah, there's nothing special about him at all. He shows up late for his woman. What good can he give you? 
And he's just and he's just a giant pain in the fucking ass. Yeah, he is. And then and then the special necklace that his girlfriend gave him in a real, right at the beginning of the film gets destroyed. Keep in mind we are ten minutes into the film or something uh, like this. Oh, I didn't know that it got destroyed. But for some reason, that's actually a funny tidbit, is that his girlfriend Chrissy gives him this necklace that his dead mother gave her, but somehow she never told him about it. That he, she had his dead mother's necklace. Uh, don't don't even try to apply logic to this film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so John Travolta's boss sh uh, shows up. John Travolta is looking to um, to bay up to leave Earth because uh, Earth is apparently a shitty job. Um, He's the head of security for the Cyclo people. The the corporation because somehow in space they have corporations too. Yep, but um, Earth has nothing. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, his boss shows up and then tells him he's going to be on Earth forever because apparently he fucked a senator's daughter or something. Oh, and, I missed that as well. <laughs> yeah. And then they, there's, a, there's a part where he says that uh, he's going to be on for 50 cycles mm -hmm. with endless options to renew. Mm -hmm. With endless options to renew. With endless options to renew. Like, he does, they actually just say it that way, where they just repeat it over and over and over again for no fucking reason. Um, it's so bad. And then we cut to uh, the big purple planet Cyclo, um, where, you know, you would think there's going to be a scene or something. And no. no, it's literally just a cut to this planet so that you can see this planet. Yeah, it's really it then cuts, place. Because then it cuts right back to Earth. Um, where we have bad comedy with a drunken John Travolta. And they're at a bar. Yeah. Where they drink uh, this weird green... Slimy. It's like slime from Nickelodeon. That's what they're drinking. It, it actually is slime. It, but it's Charles' slime. favorite color, so it's fine. Yes, yes. I wouldn't drink it, but... Um, yes, you would. No, I never had... You know what? Like, that's one of the reasons I avoided the ecto-cooler stuff. I don't know what that is. It was a Ghostbusters branded uh, high C. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and it was that exact color. And, and that may be a fun color to be around. It's not a good color to ingest. It sounds like it'd just give you the runs. And then you'd have, like... Like, radiation-filled, like, it come out looking the same. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna say, is it gonna come out looking like the poop food that we see Johnny eating here? Oh my fucking Christ. You saw, like, you saw that. It's this weird, like, white poop-looking stuff. Yeah, it's real bad. That they start fighting over, but then he decides he's gonna share with everyone, because Johnny has to cause trouble everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. Um... And then John Travolta and uh, Forrest Whitaker fight over something that I didn't really care about. Um, every um, every other note that I have in my note says I don't care about what's happening. Yeah, and then we see some female cyclos who have big giant foreheads. They do, and their um, eyebrows are insane. Yeah. Um, so suddenly now there's a plan to, to train humans to mine. Um, and no one thinks that humans can do it. Which makes me wonder, what exactly were they keeping the humans for before? What what exactly were yeah. they having us do if we weren't actually mining or working before? We're they never talk about. They never talk about like, oh, we could use them for anything else. We can do is like we can perform experiments on them. Nothing. They're just in cages for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Which seems really pointless. Um, so they're going to train us to mine, and so. Uh, they're being brought out, a smokestack falls, um, the, 
oh my god, everyone just kind of walks around like they're fucking teenagers who just got like their their fucking phones taken away or some shit. Mm -hmm. Um, with their like you know their fucking shuffling and their their weird shoulder things. Um, and so he do Johnny does another thing that annoys people, and so they try to take his oxygen away, and he runs because that's what you're going to do when you can't breathe. Yeah, is start running because. That certainly helps get more oxygen in your mm -hmm. lungs. Um, so, uh... Someone is nice and shares their air with him. And the air is given by this, like, weird nose ring attached to a metal rod that goes around into something that we don't see. There was no, like, yeah. pack of oxygen or anything. It was not thought through at all. Yeah, so they, they took his oxygen away, and then a dude comes by, lets him share the oxygen, and they shoot that dude... So there was really no reason to ever take his oxygen away because now he just has new oxygen mm -hmm. just so they could put in a character that literally just shows up to get shot. Um, so we, we find out that somehow gold is valuable on the Cyclos planet, which but is there's another... no currency or anything. You can't monetize gold to any other currency whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a, then there's a point where John Travolta for some reason, bribes Forrest Whitaker into telling us the plot. <laughs> and he tells the plot, like, in very slow, like, lengthy, extreme detail, because it's like they understood that we wouldn't get what was happening. Yeah, yeah, so then, uh, and by the way, this is the point where I wrote down that it must be really hard to run at a 45-degree angle all the time. Um, so... <laughs> The protagonist, still being chased by the aliens, runs into the sewer, and uh, once he gets away from the aliens, he does exactly the thing you'd want to do when you get away from people who are chasing you. He starts screaming and banging on fucking metal so that the aliens find him. Yep. And so then John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker decide they're going to use him. Um, he gets rescued by John Travolta, who decides he's going to use him now in a plan. And so John Travolta kicks up... A, a, for fuck's sake. Okay. John Travolta decides that he's going to let him go so they can follow him and find out what his favorite food is. This is so fucking stupid. And so they watch him for two days <laughs> until he finally eats a rat and then they decide, ah, rats must be his favorite food. Is that what happened? Because I missed that, too. Yes. Because then they kept talking about rat-minded people, rat-brained, oh, rat is your favorite food. And I was like, I didn't even see him eat a rat. <laughs> he ate a rat. He ate a rat because he had, he had been starving for two days. Mm -hmm. And so uh, John Travolta's cat, this is like... I don't even, like, th this, is, this is, I don't even know why this is... This is, this, there is like having a B-plot in something, and then there's just, let's make ten minutes of just uselessness. Yeah, seriously. It like, doesn't make any sense. There's no point in, to it. It's literally, no, the, the only point this does is so John Travolta can now call him Ratbrain. Jesus That's, fucking Christ. That is the only thing that, ha that was accomplished by these, by these scenes. Is that John Travolta's character now has a reason to call Johnny Ratbrain. 
Johnny Goodboy Rapperin. <laughs> yes. So, uh, he starts telling him that he's going to mine for gold, but first he's going to have to teach him stuff. So he puts him in the learning chair. Oh, um, yes. And this really sad, this is the only character I empathized with, which is <laughs> a hologram of this, like, alien slave or something that's like, I'm sorry, I've probably been exterminated. And I'm like, oh, you poor chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the poor little turtle man, or whatever he was. Yeah. He, was like. <laughs> he reminded me of like an adorable Randall, who's like the villain in Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> so he learns all this stuff from a uh, from an eye laser that teaches you math. A glitter, and... a glitter eye laser. Yeah, yeah, and um, so he. Because he's still a giant pain in the ass, he then, uh, you know, uh, oh my god, like, what was even happening here? Like, I fucking, don't even know. There's not, like, so they have these humans on this ship as prisoners, but they're not supervising them. The humans are just running around doing whatever the fuck they feel like on this spaceship. It doesn't make and, any sense. And so they give them... You know, they get guns, but then the guns are, are locked, and now we find out this movie is about the importance of gun safety. Yep. Um, because they would never have a loaded weapon. Um, and, and it's played, the line is played as if we're supposed to cheer it. Like, it's supposed to be a laugh line. Like, we're all supposed to be like, oh yeah, man, you never have a loaded gun at home. You know. Oh my god. So, he then takes him... Uh, from the Rockies to, um, the Denver Library, uh, where we find out that the war against, um, the Cyclos, uh, lasted nine minutes before Earth was defeated. Um. Missed that, too. Yep. And, uh, so now it's a movie about the importance of reading. Um, and so Johnny, who somehow is able, here's my question, though. Okay, so he taught him about the Cyclo language, he taught him about math. How is he able to read English? He's able to read English, and also we should say that only on two occasions in the entire movie is this cyclo-language actually involved. They speak English the entire time. Yeah, yeah. There's like, no... Like, when they said, oh, you know, you have to learn the language, or someone, like, you know, there's some big language barrier, and then when Johnny's just like, oh, Johnny speaks the language... Then it's just like there. What what language? It came out of left field. Like it it literally was not. They did not speak in this other language the entire film. Yeah, until yeah, until the part where they say that he has to learn their language. The way the movie makes it look as as if they have their own language. Because at one point we see them speaking it to each other, but then he starts speaking English. Yeah, it doesn't make so, any sense. It looks as though, oh, okay, they can the the, the cyclos can speak both languages. No, turns out they've been speaking cyclo the whole time, but then the movie just randomly decided to switch them to English. Um, so at this point, Johnny uh, is reading about the importance of learning, and then he uh, grabs the one uh, book that uh, is forbidden, and uh, he finds out that Zardoz is the Wizard of Oz. Um, and, oh, oh, shit, sorry. We're totally wrong, totally wrong movie with a library. All right, anyway. 
I missed that too. I missed that too, that there was a forbidden book and he grabbed I had to, wow. The amount of interest that I had, you know, like the meme that's like, I have zero fucks to give, like they're all gone. Yeah. That's how I feel about this movie. In fairness, I just made up the part about the, uh, I, I just took that directly from Zardoz when he was reading Oh, you the, uh, fucker. I was like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> so, anyway, at this point, um, the aliens, uh, oh my god, there's just... It doesn't make, can we just skip the rest of this? <laughs> so, the alien, so the cavemen capture an alien... And then he threatens Johnny's girlfriend, who I don't know how the aliens even knew who his girlfriend was. Oh, I remember who it was, because he had drawn a crude fucking, like, napkin drawing of her. And somehow they knew the exact human to find who looked like that napkin drawing. Even though the napkin drawing barely looks like her. But did we go, we go, they, they like, 45 minutes later cut back to, um, this, like, place where Johnny is from and then see his horse coming back and then Chrissy's like I have to go find him we didn't talk about that yeah. but they waited for like 45 minutes to do that yeah yeah but then and Chrissy Chrissy I think has probably like less than 10 lines in the whole film uh yeah so Chrissy Chrissy literally Chris I, I think it would be generous to call Chrissy a plot device yes definitely <laughs> Chrissy is more of a prop. Yes. <laughs> like, so, it's at this point, I realize that this movie is, that the, the aesthetic of the prison scenes is pretty much a bad Motley Crue video. And, uh, that's, then we also discover that the capitalist aliens have really long tongues. Um, in the, uh, the little cameo from John Travolta's wife, Kelly Preston. Um, yes. And so Rest in peace, we, lady. <laughs> and then we discover that the some of the aliens are embezzling, and there's a flight simulator. Uh, uh, fucking. So the Johnny comes up with a plan. He's gonna go to Fort Knox, and he's gonna take half the gold and give that to Turl. And you mean Danny then, Zuko? <laughs> and then, so there's a whole although. Then there's more map comedy while they're on the way to Washington because the guy reading the map can't find any of the little lines between states <laughs> when looking out the window. <laughs> and so they assume that maybe because it's been a thousand years, the lines have washed away. Yeah. Um, so now Johnny's going to get a nuclear warhead because those are things that are perfectly okay to just hold. Um... And so they get one, and apparently you also can learn, and then he gets the cavemen where they have uh, fighter jets that have been, now keep in mind, these are fighter jets that have been there for a thousand, a thousand years. years. And they are perfectly able to fly, their weapons don't misfunction, their, their fuel is still perfectly fine. I guarantee you, if you had a car that you left lying around for two years, it would not drive. No, this makes absolutely no sense. And then there's somehow, the flight simulator also works, right? Yeah, and so they're like, now you all have to learn how to fly these, like, these fucking jets or these, like, fighter whatever, and then, and then everyone's able to do it. Now, I 
it's been many, many years since I went for my license. Uh, and I never got my license because I broke up with my girlfriend and was all fucking depressed the week of uh, my, my driver's license test. But don't you, have back. To, <laughs> don't you have to fucking take, like, I don't know, a six to 16 week course to learn how to drive a car? Yeah, I, yeah, driver's ed was stupid. It was crazy. So, but you know what I'm saying? You still need that time to learn how to drive a car. Yet these guys who have never fucking operated a vehicle before in their lives, who were used to fucking horses, are somehow in a period of, I think they're given, what, two days? Um, are able to learn how to fly a fucking combat jet. Yep. <laughs> Perfectly. Perfectly. No problem. Yeah, so... Uh... Rob, uh, you know, so he, so they rob uh, Fort Knox, which also is, is easy to do, apparently. So easy. They're robbing Fort Knox of all of its gold in the Library yeah. of Congress. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, uh, and then we find out Johnny's last name was Trump. Anyway. Um, Not so. surprising. He could be a Trump. That actor kind of could go. be a Trump. Oh my god, he does look a little like he, Eric Give Trump. him five years, like, just put him, like, if he were in quarantine like we've been for, like, five years, then, like, he, I guarantee you he'd look like Donnie Jr. Yeah, like, fucking, oh man, now, now I have that creepy thought in my head. Yeah, um, I'm never unseeing this. Yeah, so he frees his girlfriend, who, you know, from Forrest Whitaker, and uh, they play Keep Away with uh, the recording charge Walter made earlier with Forrest Whitaker. Mm -hmm. And then some sort of revolution happens that's really poorly edited, and I don't really care. Uh -huh. And then suddenly there's jets, and they blow the dome. Um, and they're running through the streets, despite the fact that there is going to be tons of glass falling from the sky. Now, I know Johnny was Jesus. completely impervious to 20, like, fucking walls of glass. But you would think enough glass to cover the entire fucking city of Denver, Colorado... That's got to be at least a few thousand tons. Seriously, serious. I mean, like, and if it's something where you want man animals in your story to be impervious to glass, it takes one line to tell your audience that. Yeah, you it's know. It's not hard. So, you know, and, and here's also where I started to wonder if they were recycling shots. Because there were a bunch of shots that looked almost identical. I don't know whether it's worse. No, they if, definitely did. Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, I don't know if it's worse that they recycle shots or if they just have people do the same fucking shot so they can show it a second time. <laughs> um, so, all this is happening. John Travolta calls home to get the aliens to uh, come invade Earth. And within seconds, there are, like, millions of soldiers ready to invade Earth on their big purple planet. Um, but that's okay, because, um, Ginger Dude is holding, uh, Ginger Dude, who I think's brother died earlier in the film. Nobody knows. Is, is <laughs> holding a, uh, nuclear bomb and then detonates it when he gets to their planet, because their atmosphere allows one nuclear bomb to blow up their entire fucking planet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, at that point, I guess it's yay genocide, and, uh, you know, and then they keep John Travolta alive, uh, on Earth. To bribe him. Yes. While Forrest Whitaker works with the people. Yeah, he becomes um, their head of security. And and then they they fade off with John Travolta stuck in Fort Knox, which of course is supposed to lead to the sequel, which thankfully we never got. Um, I'm never watching in no. 
<laughs> Which I will, and, and that's the end of the film. I will tell you, by the way, uh, that this film only, I, we, I did Wikipedia search on the original novel this is taken from, and uh, this movie is only like the first fucking act of, of the book, and the book seems to get worse as it goes on, because the next problem are intergalactic bankers who are going to repossess the Earth because when they all died, the Cyclos uh, defaulted on their loans. I am not even making that up. I really wish that I had that nuclear bomb so I can literally detonate it on whoever I do. Or the writer. The writer. Yeah. I, I, I believe we probably shouldn't say anything like that about the founder of Scientology, Chelsea. Oh, and, shit, uh, you're right. It's okay. Yeah. I'm doomed. I'm doomed anyway. Okay, because uh, they're, they're them people's real litigious. <laughs> real litigious. Now, so this movie was made for, um, and that's the film. That's the film. That's Battlefield oh, yeah. Earth. Don't watch uh, it. Th that film was made for, okay, so, so even more fuckery happens here because the film was apparently made for $44 million, but John Travolta, um, not John Travolta, I'm sorry, one of the investors decided that they would inflate how much money they were making. I mean, how much money the movie costs. I don't know if they could, so they could embezzle or what. I wasn't very clear, but there were reports that the movie cost $73 million, but they lied and it only cost 44 So I don't know why the fuck you would ever, you know, inflate your budget to the world. It's insane. Unless you're, em unless you're embezzling. I don't have any idea. Um, John Travolta, uh, because this was like his passion project, he put in $5 million of his own dollars into it. Um, and he, he waived his normal $20 million movie fee. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cause at this point in time, John Travolta was making $20 million a film. Wow. Um, and I also should note that this movie, uh, the only, this movie was savaged by the critics and savaged by the, uh, box office. Um, and the only two people who appeared to like it uh, were Quentin Tarantino and George Lucas. Uh, and Quentin Tarantino at the time told the director, uh, people are going to hate this, but don't worry. In 10 to 12 years, they're going to come around and it's going to be a giant cult classic. And you know what? No, no. Uh, we've, we've passed the 10 or 12 year mark. Yes, we we're, have. We're firmly into the 20 year mark and it's still shit. Mm -hmm. This is still an awful fucking film. It's garbage. Yeah, like it, it's so. Here's normally where I'd ask you what we can do, what we could do better. Please don't. Um, but I don't think that there's a single thing. No. Uh, that can be improved. Well, you know what? I found. You know what? No, I'm. I I I think I know a way that this could have been a better film. Charles, no. If the entire thing was just about statue mythology. Oh, I like that. But we should just steal that. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not going to do it now because the Church of Scientology are really litigious and you said that we should steal it on the air. Um, I have no regrets. They will come for us, Chelsea. They will come yes, for us tonight. They will listen to Charles and Chelsea's cinematic autopsy. And they will, oh my God, if we, if we hashtag Battlefield Earth in anything, I guarantee you they will be. Um, and, right, so let's uh, not do that. They will send, they will send mother-daughter sting teams to go and try to fucking, uh, bring us in, which, real, true story, by the way, that I don't really know if I can tell because the Church of Scientology probably will sue me, but, uh, involved a mother-daughter threesome and the, uh, 
uh, the uh, headquarters in Los Angeles. So on, uh, I love I've, this story. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea knows the story. I can't really tell it in a public forum because, as I said, Scientology. I ain't, I ain't dealing with their fucking lawyers. Um, but, you know, uh, so instead of asking uh, how you could make this movie better, uh, Chelsea, what does your e-meter e say? How many thetans are in your system today? I don't know what that means. It's a Scientology joke. Anyway, so... <laughs> All of them? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Oh, man, then you definitely need an audit. <laughs> so... Oh, God, please. I don't want to be audited. I don't get the reference. It's fine. Can we move on? <laughs> so, anyway, uh, here's where I'd normally have a clever um, uh, segue into our next one. But you know what? I'm going to let you guys find out what our next one is uh, as it happens. Great, which means I'll have no idea either, which means that I get out of watching a shitty movie. Thanks, oh, Charles. No, no, you don't. You you will get oh. a private message that will tell you what movie. But for the rest of our audience, they're just going to have to tune in next week Perfect. and see. So anyway, uh, this has been uh, Cinematic Autopsy. Uh, I'm they, so they, you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just going downhill from here. It's just going downhill from here. Yeah. Um, the, the end of the season will be my least favorite movie of all time. So, get ready for that one. Oh, God. Um, anyway, so, uh, Chelsea, before we go, where can people get in touch with you if they want to, uh, if, if they want to uh, send, uh, you know, autographed 8x10s of, Zan of Danny Zuko to you? Okay, you can find me at ChelseaLesage.com or on Instagram at Chelsea.Lesage, L-E-S-A-G-E. And you can find us at CL Squared Productions pretty much anywhere. And I can be found on Instagram at Charles.D.Lincoln and, of course, at CL Squared Productions on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, all right, peoples. Uh, this has been Charles D. Lincoln. And I'm Chelsea Mazuko. And, uh, <laughs> we're gonna go sing a song about date rape. See you guys. Bye! Summer, some. Summer <laughs> loving <laughs> had me <laughs> some dick. <laughs> 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 <laughs>